0: Welcome back to Wall of Sound Up Against the Wall. My name is Brownie. I'm your podcast host and I'm absolutely struggling to get through this week following the epic Good Things Festival 2019. Wall of Sound was all over the joint. You can check out our review and photo gallery from Melbourne online at wallofsoundau.com and also jump across all of our social media, Wall of Sound AU, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram to keep up to date with everything about the festival that you need to know. Uh, Over the course of this podcast, we're going to take you behind the scenes backstage where we catch up with nine fantastic bands from the lineup and get you up close and personal. Personal with them. Joining me backstage was Perth writer Karis Herkham, who turns out to be a massive real big fish fan and is flying the flag for gigs in Perth.
1: You haven't been back for a while. You haven't been to Perth for a while.
0: It's not not fair. Well, we'd love to see you on the West Coast. We're also joined by Tamara May, our pop punk expert, who sat down with her number one favourite band of all time, Simple Plan, and got a little bit of information you might want to hold close to you.
2: Hint, hint, you know. There's a few anniversaries coming up as well. Exactly. You know? so, yeah. Hey,
3: you know.
0: Plus the big one. I've been trying for this for over 12 years, but I finally got to sit down with Mark Coppers and Alex Gasgar from Simple Creatures to talk about their new band and uh, maybe fanboy a little bit too much. The reason I ask that is because I have your face tattooed on my leg. Oh, you do? <laughs> oh my god! And That's I, great. And I wanted to show you for so long, and I have this That's opportunity fantastic. to do it. All that and more still to come from Good Things Festival 2019, and uh, there's nothing else for us to do right now. Now, but to kick it all off with a band we didn't get to catch. However, we did lose our shit in the mosh pits. Watching. This is a day to remember. Downfall of us all. and wall of sound up against the wall. The good people doing good things. Special.
4: from slowly slowly and you're listening to wall of sound up against the wall crushing
3: in the sheets two bodies in the heat we're in love we're fucking in the car time flies when you don't want to die so by this rate we gotta try and stay alive because we're tight two peas in a pod two hooks sinking down from the same little fishing rod nothing makes me happier than watching you win hey that's something I was a selfish kid Yeah, that's pretty weird right? That's pretty strange But have you ever seen a jellyfish Now that shit's crazy I think you saved me I know you saved me I don't even know if I'm real Or if you are But we're just a simulation Build up in our kitchens, and they're placing their bets, hanging their heads. Got money on who's gonna die in bed, who's gonna play with themselves again, who's breaking down, mentally next. But how nice is it that I can watch you win? I couldn't care less which world I'm in, that's the only sense that I can make. And I hope for your sake That you correlate Yeah, that's pretty weird, right? That's pretty strange But have you ever seen a jellyfish? Now that shit's crazy I think you saved me It's just uncomfortable underwear Shame on me for always saying something uncool But when we're both dead We'll probably get a swimming and pull short sure. Oh yeah, fuck it, let's get four One for me and you And the other three to skateboard That's pretty weird, right? That's pretty strange But have you ever seen a jellyfish? That shit's crazy
0: So I'm backstage at Good Things 2019 with a band. I uh, am kicking myself because I only just got into Slowly Slowly. Ben from the band, welcome to the show and I apologize for sleeping on you guys for so long.
4: Don't even worry about it. Thank you so much.
0: Um, Slowly Slowly for those who haven't had the opportunity to get behind you guys, a fantastic upcoming band. You have just a great unique style to you, which is borderline alternative rock pop punk. And from what I've been told, you've got influences that date back to Blink 182. So what am I right in saying you've kind of created the band and this sort of journey to get to where you are with the influences like the Blink boys back in the day?
4: Yeah, Blink's uh, a band that everyone in the band really likes. So that's like that's where our kind of Venn diagram of, starts, of, yeah. of influences kind of starts. But um, we all have quite a diverse within the band like Pat our drummer listens to really heavy stuff and then uh Quail our bass player, is sort of uh, really diverse actually um uh, I'm the same I'm super diverse Albert our guitarist loves hip-hop and stuff like that but I think the influence of the band um because I do majority of the songwriting alone and then bring it to the to the boys so my personal influences and like what you were saying sorta of stems from that early two thousands emo stuff. Yep. And then um a lot of uh Australiana songwriting. I love like UMI and, yeah, and okay, something yep, for yep. Kate and stuff like that. So yeah. Somewhere between that I think uh, there isn't I love blending like a bit more of that like singer songwriter, narrative based writing with yeah. the with the emo stuff. I think that's it's generally just what comes out. Like I to be honest, if if I got to choose like what sort of music I made and like my ability or my voice or anything wasn't standing in the way, it would probably be a different band. <laughs> yeah, okay. So it's, I think it comes across as honest and unabashed because I don't have a choice.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that, that's obviously what comes naturally to you. You put pen to paper, what comes out is, it's it's in you. It's, it's, it's yeah. what makes you you. And then you express that with the world and we get to hear these stories through your music.
4: You often set out to create something and then it ends up somewhere that you didn't, necessarily think it would go but also somewhere that, that didn't exist beforehand because yeah. you're putting, if you're putting your personal stamp on it, then it's always going to be branded with a bit of you and yeah. that takes it somewhere different so I think um, when people try they say that we straddle the fence between a few different genres or that it's a, an original sound, it's literally just I think come across because yeah, we haven't subscribed too hard to be something R- looked yeah. into a certain category yeah. or a
0: certain genre that kind of thing because you're still correct me if I'm wrong a relatively new band under you know under a decade of being together that kind of thing of course yeah so you're still trying to find your feet and and what works and that kind of situation is that right
4: yeah just three four years I think like in the last 12 months we've really solidified our like touring regime and and our fan base across Australia has grown substantially and they've, they've just been so kind to us so this year when we we did our regional tour we went to places we hadn't Um, been to before and we were very surprised and happy with how many people were there and uh strength that we had in places that we didn't know existed, yeah, which funny. is really cool.
0: Well, I, I guess, you know, part of the reasoning for that is when you write catchy as fuck songs like you have in this past 12, 12 months, you're going to resonate with people who hear these songs like an earworm and then they get attached to them. They listen to these songs. They love the songs. They love the band. They go to the shows and that's how it all brings a in. It's essentially what's happened with Jellyfish. Like this is a song I heard. I'm like, oh yeah, this song is upbeat. It's kind of catchy, that kind of thing. And then I found myself after listening to it once or twice singing the chorus like weeks later without even thinking thinking about the song it just came to my head that yeah. takes fucking talent man like i really love the fact that some bands out there can write songs that get stuck in your head like that and that to me following it up as well with uh, creature of habit two of the best songs that slowly slowly have already so far which aren't attached to an album yet is that right are they just standalone singles or
4: yeah we've got um some some news to come out shortly around that i probably would get in trouble if i yeah okay, blurted yeah. it all out but there's um yeah, we, we, I think we're gearing up for 2020 to be our busiest year.
0: Yeah, perfect, yeah. So you've been testing the waters the past couple of years, sort of, you know, setting yourself out there. The first album, St. Leonards. Um, yep. I, I'm horrible with pronunciation, so sorry about that. That sort of put you guys out there and, you know, you had the automatic fans that jumped on board. This next album, will it be reflective of those songs or are you trying something a bit different? Um, if there is an album, that's so Yeah. That's yeah
4: Um, I've been doing uh, a lot of writing. So as soon as St. Leonard's, we kind of bookended that writing process. There were some songs that sort of fell even on the cusp that could have probably been on St. Leonard's. And since that period, I haven't stopped. So it's been actually only recently have kind of started to slow down maybe in the last month or so actually. But yeah, I I was doing two demos a day. I just got full on with it. Yeah, so there's. I feel like it's definitely progressed, but as we were talking about before, with the, just the, the my own personal stamp, like you can never um, escape it. I think so. Yeah. I think people will tie it together if um all the new music that w- we will release will always have that tinge of slowly. Yeah. But um, but I think we're just getting better at getting to the point, or yeah, I I feel like my songwriting muscle is definitely getting a little bit bigger and stronger and you're stronger. realizing who
0: you are as a person as a musician and how that's yeah. going to be reflective in your music that kind of thing
4: yeah you just i like i don't and a big part of that has been our fan base i mean like all these lovely people around the country who've just instilled me with confidence that i didn't have before yeah and then through that it's changed the way that i write because i trust my gut a little bit more and you got the backing from these fans who appreciate yeah. what you do and they're just and having that validation it's like you know yeah. It, it just changes the way you approach your work, I think, because I'm not We're not proving ourselves anymore. We know what we are and what we do, and then yeah. it's just it's just catering to that niche now. Would you say
0: you've been slowly, slowly making your way into people's lives? 100
4: percent Yeah, has <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been, a, it's been a slow and steady grind. Yeah,
0: Look, we're loving what you're doing so far And i got to give a personal shout out to Amy Slim And she's spoken about you guys so much so That I had to jump on board You have a great fan base, you have a great group of followers I, for one, cannot wait to see what you guys do next uh, Creature of Habit, in my opinion Had one of the best lyrics from a song Released in 2019 It's anybody's guess, what dress wins best dressed <laughs> Catchy as fuck, so good So much so, I'm going to get that song on right now Get behind slowly, slowly Ben, it's been an absolute pleasure, thank you for taking the time out
4: Always, no thank you for having me
5: going on this is jeff and chuck from the band simple plan and you're listening to wall of sound up against a wall
6: The original five lineup back in Australia for good things.
2: It's true, David. Uh, David wasn't with us. The uh, last on the tour. Few la- it's true, I forgot about that. Well, it's it, it's definitely exciting. We're happy that David's back. He's well. He's stoked to be here. Uh, we're very happy to be playing this festival. It's such a cool lineup. You know, very broad. Uh, range of bands, you know, the Veronicas, yeah. Data, Remember, Simple Plan. There's so many great other bands. So um, it's really exciting, and we're stoked to be back in Australia. You know, we've had so many great shows here. I don't know how often we came, but I would say we're probably past 15.
5: I agree with
6: that. Yeah, yeah. I feel like lately you would like come like every couple of years. Let's make
2: that once a year. Yes,
6: exactly. Yes. Um, And you've done so much this year. Like, you've done, you did the Warp Tour 25, you did Slam Dunk in the UK. You've done so much this year. Plus, you're also making album number six and as well balancing family life. How do you guys manage to balance all of that? Well,
5: I mean, I think that obviously that has changed a lot for us in terms of like being able to tour as much as we would like. You know, we obviously have to be careful, but at the same time, we're realizing just how much great stuff has been presented to us. And, you know, like when Slam Dunk calls, when Good Things call, when Warp Tour calls, it's like, you know what, these things are great and we want to be a part of them. I think that we're embracing more and more the fact that there's a lot of different different generations of fans that... I've never seen Simple Plan play. Yeah, and playing these festivals is a chance for us to play in front of people that maybe never seen us live, or have heard of us, or have heard a few songs, but now they get to see the full thing, the full show. So we jump on that stuff, and we want to be part of all of them, you know.
6: Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, like, you guys like definitely like embrace the whole music community, especially in pop punk.
5: Yeah, absolutely. I think we're we're part to be part of that world, and you know, obviously, I think we're I don't think we're just a pop punk band, but I know that this has been such an integral part of who we are and of where we come from that we're always excited and stoked to be part of big big festivals like this and and to be doing all these things with bands that we love and we grew up playing with and 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 jamming to you know so I think that's that's exciting
6: yeah and you even definitely created like a your latest single where I belong definitely encapsulates that whole like community theme and you even brought on the state champs and we' the kings to get in on that Were those bands like a natural choice to collaborate with for that song?
5: I mean, that's exactly what we wanted to do with the song. It was like, I mean, you just, you got it exactly what the intention was. It was to create a song that felt like it was and are like from our early records, but at the same time still had like a modern twist to it. And we were on tour with State Champs and we were on tour with We The Kings and we just felt like wouldn't be amazing to have a moment during a show when we all come out and we do a song together. Like not a lot of bands do that in, in our style. And I just felt like, man, that's that would be really cool, and it came out really great. The energy is there. I think it really, it really, it's like the quintessential pop punk throwback, but with a modern vibe to it. You know?
6: Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. And Simple Plan also loves to be experimental in like throughout your music, with the self-titled album especially, and even in your recent ones with Get Your Heart On. What else can we expect on the upcoming record besides Where I Belong?
2: You know what? Um Where I Belong is a good indication of where we're heading for sure, you know, it's like, Simple Plan's always been about a balance between you know, staying true and and fair to our sound and our our legacy, but at the same time we're musicians and we like to try new things so it's a good balance of of both but I think, you know, if anything this record is full of energy, it's exactly what, you know, Simple Plan fans want to hear and are expecting to hear it's obviously, for us as musicians we're trying to, to make it Fun and, and interesting for us, so we're trying you know things here and there. But it's definitely a real, true Simple Plan record. Songs are sick. You know, I can't wait to share it with the world. Like we're really excited. Yeah, I'm it.
6: like I'm so excited to hear it. I'm like, is it kind of like your last record, Taking One for um, the Team?
2: No, I, th- I think with every record, it kind of you know it changes a little bit. You know, it, it's really hard to say. Like it's there's Simple Plan songs. You know, there's a lot of energy, a lot of fast songs. There's you know a, a lot of of what people want to hear from Simple Plan. But, but um, yeah, I just think, you know, it's about the quality of the songs and they're there, you know? I can't wait. We're such perfectionists. We're still working on making things, you know, making sure things are great, but God, I can't wait to, you know, to... to bring it out there and actually have our fans, you know, let us know what they think.
6: Yeah, and the big question is when can we expect to hear that record?
2: God, very soon. Very (laughs) soon? That's (laughs) the the simple way of saying we absolutely don't know. No, you know, the the idea is, you know, in the spring or in the summer, but there's definitely going to be music, you know, early next year. I don't know what, like how we're going to do it, whether it's releasing the record right away or song first, I don't know. But, you know, there's going to be new music in 2020. 2020? That's what's going to happen. Yeah, Yeah. for sure.
6: And is Australia going to be the first tour?
2: (laughs) Oh God! I yeah. It sh- you know what should happen? Australia should be first, middle, and last door. That's my opinion. But
6: you, know, you guys are a bit far. It's a bit complicated. Yes. But
2: we'll be back more often. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. We and we were here twice on the last record. So why not make yeah, it happen again? Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did
6: come here twice.
2: Hint, hint. You know, yeah. there's a few anniversaries coming up as well. Exactly.
5: You know? so, hey, yeah.
6: You know. um, and also, in, t- in terms of like your, you've collaborated with so many artists throughout your career as a band. Who's been your favorite?
5: Ah, uh, that's like picking your children, you know. I mean, for me, it's pretty easy to, if I had to narrow down the one collaboration that has meant the most to us and that made the biggest difference in our career and that has been the most special to me, it was probably the first first album with Mark Hoppus from Blink-182 being on I Do Anything. Uh, it changed everything for us in, in a big way. You know, it's the first song that ever uh, reached like radio and I think and MTV and I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that he gave us that endorsement and he said Yo, you know I'm I'm one of the biggest rock stars in the world and and I want to be in, on this in unknown band's new song and that just changed everything for us and he was you know one of the nicest guys we met him back in even before Simple Plan when we were in a little band called Reset and we played with Blink and you know it's it was really special to have a chance to to have it on the record, Blink was our favorite band of all time, it was a big influence, so it was gigantic, you know? I think that what he did for us, he didn't have to do. Uh, he had no reason, really, to be on that song, you know? And I think it was extremely generous, and when I look back and I think about it, it, you know, it was uh, such a game-changer for us. I'm just really grateful that he was willing to do that, and I think that we try to do the same thing with younger bands. Like, if bands come up to us and ask us, like, hey, can we be on this tour, or can you be on our song? It's like, kind of like... you you remember what people did for you and you try to do the same thing for them, you know? So I would say that was definitely, for me, the most consequential and the most special one.
6: Yeah, no worries. Well, I can't wait to see you out there, Melbourne, Sydney, and Brisbane.
5: Hell yeah, thank you, man.
7: I'm looking in the rearview mirror Everything looks different Nothing but broken street lights. I'm not just trying to escape.
3: I'm waiting on a distant feeling. I'm waiting for things. That I can't
8: and you're listening to Wall of Sound Up Against the Wall.
0: Wall of Sound Up Against the Wall, Backstage at Good Things Festival 2019 with arguably one of my favourite acts I've been waiting to see on our shores in Australia. Poppy, g'day.
8: Hello, Good day.
0: Uh, it's fantastic to finally have you here. Uh, I got to see your debut show in Australia on stage at Stay Gold the other night. A completely mind-fucking experience is probably the best way I can sort of explain that because I've never seen anything like what you do before. It is incredible. Congratulations on nailing this amazing performance that you, you bring to the stage. It's, it's refreshing. It's great.
8: Thank you. It was a lot of fun. I've always wanted to come to Australia and and I'm finally here.
0: All right, so let's talk about the fact that um, you've got this album coming out, I Disagree. And from what we've heard so far, it is just. It, it's so hard to explain. Like, how do you come up with the concepts for these songs to then release them to the world with the way that they sound? How does this all come about?
8: Um, well, I Disagree comes out in January, and I just wanted to make an album that had no rules, no restrictions. And I was fortunate to find collaborative partners that wanted the same and from the moment we wrote X together which is a song that was on my previous album Am I a Girl that really started everything for us and that kind of led us down a completely different path.
0: So with the success that X had and, and the reactions it got with the world like not just in the pop world but the metal community that made you go right this is actually working this is something we can follow let's see how twisted we can make this or is it just you you put something out there and you've already thought this is the way it's going to sound this is how it's going to come about
8: it was the second one yeah yeah this is what we wanted this is what i wanted this is what is exciting yeah and i knew the first time i played x live that that was what should happen
0: yeah and look, taking a look at when you play X live, it just it, it goes from this sweet, innocent pop song and then out of nowhere, the guitars drop and then it turns so metal. Like, I was watching, uh, gauging people's reactions at the show the other night. You had the people who were there, you know, I dare say who would go to a lot of pop acts, mainstream acts, really enjoying that section. And then you got the metalheads who are, like, really throwing down in the pit. It was insane. Like, someone was crowd surfing at a poppy show. I never thought that I would ever see that. Do, do you still get surprised by people who rock up to your shows and, and the different type? of people and audiences you've seen so far?
8: Yeah, I love it. I think it's one of my favourite things to experience because some people will ask, who comes to a poppy show? And I say everybody does. We have a very strong community of drag queens and also young kids and also tough people.
0: Yeah, that's it. Like, and, and I'm one of these people who kind of falls into a whole lot of different categories. Like, I'm uh, a man-child. I'm a bisexual, openly metal-loving person. I look, look like the scariest kind of person, but I absolutely you don't love look scary. what you're doing. Really? Oh, good. You're the first person to say that to oh. me face-to-face. Face.
8: <laughs> well, I think you belong in a poppy show.
0: Excellent. Well, I, I felt very... That's, that's the thing about it. It felt so welcoming. Like, there was no issues. You go to a metal show or you go to a show where there's a bit of roughhousing around, you know, circle pits, that kind of thing. I felt really comfortable coming to one of your shows, and I think that's such a great thing to have in the metal community. We need more more of that, and if this I is agree. what you're bringing to the table, you're doing a bloody great job of that. Thank you. Now, I wanted to talk about Scary Mask. Um, Fever 333 were a great band that I discovered, and the fact that you teamed up with them is like a match made in heaven. This song together with that band was just mind-blowingly so Amazing! Like, how did this collaboration come about? Did you hit them up first, or did they hit you up to want to team up? How did that come about?
8: Um, I was in the studio working, and my producer, Zach, said that Stevis was also in the studio. Yep. And he invited him over, and he laid down that main guitar riff, and we just started there. Yeah. And then he got Jason involved, and... That's how Scary Mask the rest happened. is history, yeah, yeah. I didn't meet Jason until I played at this festival in America called Los Rages Festival. Yep. And I thought he was a fake person until I met him there. Yeah. Because it was... You know, it was months and months of the song being out, and then I finally met you him. You don't have the
0: opportunity to meet face-to-face because it's done, recorded in two different areas. Right. So teaming up with Fever 333 is a, is a great thing to sort of start out when you're making your transition into the metal scene. Is there anyone that you got your eyes set on that you would love to team up with in future, that kind of situation?
8: Um, not specifically in that scene, but I think it would be really wonderful to collaborate maybe someday with Beck.
0: Beck. Yeah, I saw him at Coachella. He was oh. incredible. Like, he is a few incredible. Years back. Yeah, so that'll be good. So you're, you're not pigeonholing yourself to work with specific members of, of a specific genre. You want to just team up with people that you respect and you look up to, that kind of thing.
8: Absolutely. I really like another artist um, in Japan. His name's Cornelius very experimental as well yeah. and if you haven't heard of it we should no listen. well
0: this is the first time i've heard of it after this interview is done i'm gonna go research and have a you it really should start
8: out. with the album called phantasma
0: okay i'll suss that out but talking about albums i disagree is out next year for those who are jumping on the bandwagon late what are we going to expect when we hear this for the very first time
8: um organized chaos
0: yes <laughs> That is possibly the best description I've heard for a forthcoming album ever. So I, I've got nothing else to say besides I cannot wait to see what comes of this album. Uh, your performance today, we're going to be front row centre for that. Poppy, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for coming to Australia finally. Thank you. And thank you for taking the time out to come on the show.
8: Thank you for having me. Ooh. Hey.
9: shikari
10: and you're listening to wall of sound up against the wall
11: To our spirit, a blizzard of fire, with all we transmit
12: So to keep us from falling
11: apart, we'll write songs in the dark And to stop us from fading away, we'll ride for a better day So to keep us from falling apart, we'll write songs in the dark And to stop us from fading away, we'll write for a better day
0: Backstage of Good Things 2019 and to fucking Shikari, finally back in the country after what seems like an eternity, boys. Welcome. It's so good to have you here. I'm sorry for sweating you like this, but fuck, it's been so long.
9: <laughs> it has. Uh, three years, yeah. Yeah. Which feels a lot longer. But then it all, nothing's really changed in a way and it nope. it's feels like, it feels... Like, we're at home again, so yeah. it's nice.
0: like, the last time you were down here, obviously, you know, you're playing shows, fans are rocking up. This time around, you're playing shows, fans are rocking up, and it's just a little bit hotter nowadays. So, essentially, that's yeah. the only difference between the last time you were here.
9: Yeah, today's pretty uh, pretty out. There. It's quite cool now, like, yeah. out of the sun. A bit of a light breeze.
0: It's a bit of a difference to Melbourne, which, you know, it goes through four seasons in one day. So, you know, at the start of the day, you're walking out of your hotel room, you're sweating your bollocks off, and then by the end of the day, you're freezing your tits off. So it's a really interesting thing to see how this is all changing. But one thing that we spoke about a couple of weeks back was you're a band who's becoming more climate conscious, and you want to do things that help the environment and become these people who are spokespeople for essentially fans looking up and wanting to change the world. That's right?
9: I wouldn't say we're, like, spokespeople. Uh, I mean, like... I think we see our job to provide, like, fuel and, and to stoke the fire of people's, like, passions for... Not fossil fuel. Not fossil fuel. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
10: <laughs>
9: So, yeah, I think, I think that's, that's what we do. But, you know, we're sitting here in Australia. I'm drinking out of a plastic cup. Like, yeah. we're, we're fucking hypocrites, just like, <laughs> just like we all are in this current system. Um, but, yeah, like, hopefully with, with the music... I know for us, it's certainly galvanized. It's right. it's a bio
0: cup. Yeah, there you go. It's oh, yeah, biodegradable. Yeah. There you go. You're doing the right thing. Well, they big up the festival. Small little
9: changes, <laughs> exactly. small little bits of progress. Yeah. And that's the
0: thing, like, over the time, like people want to change their perceptions. They want to change and, and do what they're doing to make the world a better place, which is why you're obviously seeing a lot of musicians talking out about being vegans, vegetarians, things like that. The more they talk about it, the more fans get inclined to go, hold on, I want to do something too, like my idols, and jump on board. Do you feel like you've become that kind of person for people to look up to with the way that you're talking about, the way that you're changing the world, boys?
9: Well, that's not for me to say, you know.
0: Yeah, um, well, I
10: don't think we set out to, like, be people that wanted to change the world or anything, but Rao's always written lyrics and been passionate about um, issues that really matter to him and matter to us as a band. And it's amazing when we've had people come up to us and say, I decided to, to study this because of your music. Yeah. And that's put me into this kind of path in life. And that, like, so that's incredible for us to yeah. see that we've maybe, not necessarily, uh, yeah, inadvertently, I suppose, because it's not like we're, we're, not, we're not trying to change people. But, yeah, yeah. but when people come up and, and tell us that our music has inspired them to question things more or research things more or take a particular I don't know path it's, yeah. it's, it's really we realize I suppose the power of our platform yeah um, and it's it's really it's quite a big deal for us to hear that yeah. and it's
0: and this is, what I, this is what I've noticed about you boys over the years. Like you've become more political and more open about your views and opinions of the world and things like that. So, with that said, using this platform for good is is a really beneficial thing, which I think a lot of bands want to do. But you know, if I was to point out a couple of bands from the UK who are doing this, you guys are the top of mind for you know wanting to make that change and, and writing these lyrics that make people think, as opposed to I'm just going to sing along word for word. You can actually read the lyrics and go, hold on, there's something important here that I need to follow up and chase up and you know possibly read search myself and do something to, to change the world too to follow suit so it's a credit to you guys in what you're doing and what you have doing and how far you come from those early days to where you are now like I don't have a hat you've got a hat so you can take it off for me but like I take my hat off to you boys for being able to do that it's such an incredible hat. thing thank you <laughs> like this I take my hat off because Anton Shikari are doing amazing things so if you guys keep doing what you're doing like who knows where you're going to be in five years time essentially thank you very much, I don't take compliments well so, oh Oh, gosh, thank you someone's saying something nice about me, smile and nod Uh, well you're going to fucking absolutely, you're going to hate this next part because I'm going to compliment you on the latest album The Spark which is just an absolutely incredible piece of music Um, I recently lost my mother back in 2016 and was going through a really hard place and I sought refuge in a lot of music to sort of get me through those times And, and Ode to Lost Jigsaw Pieces was just something that hit me so bloody hard listening to what you went through, because I felt for you, man. I wanted to reach through the speaker and like give you a big hug and go, look, I'm going through something similar. I know what it's like. So yeah, yeah. the fact that you can put that those thoughts yeah. on paper onto a song and have it like resonate so deep across the world, it's such a beautiful thing. And all of you boys together, like the song was great, but it wouldn't be anything without all of you contributing together to make it what it was. So
10: well, Rao's Ra- the kind of lyricist where he, he writes um, words and, and he can describe things that. That can sort of touch all of us and but n- us not realizing that they those were the words that we needed to say to yeah. To explain how we were feeling, like is, um great lyricist, man. Well
0: <laughs> done, you're doing an amazing job. of thinking. Thank you, guys. Now, heading into 2020, obviously the last single we heard from you guys is "Stop the Clocks." It's a standalone single. Uh, the last time itself, you were going through a rough breakup. Obviously, the passing of your grandmother. When it comes to writing the new material that's coming out, where's your head at mentally now? Like, what's sort of going through your mind that you're thinking about putting on paper and, and turning into music with this next release?
9: Well, it's very, very different purely because i don 't feel particularly compelled to write about something specific like, there isn't something going along going on in my life that's like I have no choice but to write about yeah. which is a really nice sense of freedom because yeah. I can actually like think, okay, what should we address like yeah. you know what actually needs to be addressed um, and actually have a sense of choice now yeah. instead of like yeah. I have to write I have to make art about this yeah, yeah. Um, so I think th- therefore this album's actually going to be quite broad in its lyrical content in its music as well like we've been saying like since we started writing this album that it's going to be the definitive Shikari record yes. so like this is the one that fans go like oh you haven't heard of Shikari check out this it, this yeah, will have yeah. a bit of everything it's got you know stuff that sounds like the first album it's got stuff that sounds like very recent it's got stuff that's completely new so it's going to be very very broad Very. It's, we're excited about it at the moment yeah I
10: think it's going to be the kind of album that will please old fans and yeah. new, new fans alike you know like There's going to be stuff in there that will get people that uh, perhaps sort of hark back to take to the skies and uh, that that will get their juices flowing and there's going to be stuff to... You know, so the, way, the, the way we've been moving forward over the past few albums. It's one a fun for the whole family.
0: Perfect. Excellent. Because we're getting to that point now where we're obviously going to see parents bringing their kids to anti-Shikari shows. Because yeah, they and have. And maybe parents who, yeah, are, who met at an anti-Shikari show bringing their 10-year-olds along. and You know, that yeah, kind of yeah. shit must be mind-blowing to think about.
9: It's awesome. Like, the amount of amazing, like, couples that we've met that literally, you know, it's met at shop, shows. Yeah. In
10: fact, we met, so we literally just did a yeah. signing and we met someone who got engaged during one of our shows.
0: Uh. That's right there in the feel shit right there. That's, That's the kind of change I mean, you're changing people's lives by getting them involved and creating life through your music, so Whoa. there you go, or anything like Beautiful. that, all right, so we're about to wrap up the interview here, but there's something special I want to do, Parente, who's working the cameras over here, he's a massive vintage Shikari fan, and I'm going to throw him under the bus right now, and get him to ask the final question, because I'm a dickhead, and I like making people feel uncomfortable, so Parente, get over here, I don't know how to hold a camera, so I'm going to figure this out, <laughs> I don't
13: know what to ask. Hey, man. Well, you better hey, think back. of something. Good to meet you guys. No.
14: What's the question that you. Is there a question that you wish people would ask more because you like want to answer it but are people are too busy saying the usual questions? Is there is there something that you really wish. Oh, I wish someone asked me that.
10: You know what? Um, like, interviews that I really appreciate are when it's obvious that the person giving the interview knows the band and I all. Or even if they didn't know the band, that they did their research. And so the, the questions are sort of well thought out, as opposed to... You know, we get some where the guys are like, oh, OK, next up, who are we interviewing? And to Shikari, OK, uh, uh, wait, guys, where would you get your name? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, so it's, it's... We appreciate that you guys are, uh, are big fans and obviously know our music uh, in, in depth. And that, that, may, that always makes for a good interview.
14: Well, on that note, if it's OK with you, I've brought my copy of Dear Fuji Historians. Would it be cool if I got you to sign it? Is that cool? Of course, of course. Awesome, that'd be amazing, man. I'll pass that one to you. All right. Do you want me to sign? Yeah, I mean, I didn't write any no, any no, of the I'll words it. I'll in it, but you that and that'll work. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much, guys. Oh. Uh, what do I need to say for the wrap up? You, you've been watching. A lot of well, thanks for joining us at Good Things backstage in Brisbane. Uh, keen to see you on stage in a couple of hours. It's going to be a good time. I'll be there. Excellent. Have fun. Take do care you of
10: yourselves and each other. <laughs> <laughs>
11: Counterfeit says all my worries and blunders, and you said that makes two of us. Where's this present you speak of? Where's this heavenly bliss? I'm so sick of time travel, and you said that
3: makes two of us.
11: harbor and you said that makes two of us there's a cinema in me it plays counterfeit scenes all my worries and blunders and you said that makes two of us in
3: all your lies, you just exist.
11: i'm killing time i don't
3: ever want this to end and you said that makes two of us stop the clocks stop the clocks I'm
15: Hey, this is Johnny Christmas. Hey, this is Matt. Hi, this is Aaron from Real
16: Big Fish, and you're listening to Wall of Sound Up Against the Wall.
13: What the
3: she called me late last night to say she loved me so. It didn't matter. Never cared and that she never will I'll do it all again I guess I'll have to wait until then
13: And if I get drunk, well, I'll
3: pass out. She loved me so But I guess he changed her mind Well, I should have known It wouldn't be alright But I can't live without her So I won't even try And if I get drunk Well, I'll pass out on the floor now, baby And she won't bother me no more And if you're drinking well You know that Maybe next time I'll remember what you do. She looks like heaven, but maybe this is hell. Said she'd do it all again. Promise not to tell. And if I get drunk, well, I'll pass out on the floor now, baby. She won't bother me no more. And she said, It's okay, boy, cause you know we'll be good friends and I'll say, I think I'll have myself a beer, I think I'll have myself a beer.
1: I'm here with Aaron, Matt, and John from Real Big Fish. Hey, guys. Hi. Hi. Hello. Uh, Welcome back to Australia. Yeah, you guys come here quite often. What is it about Australia that you like, if anything? Not (laughs)
15: often enough. It's been five years. We missed you guys. I'd like to come here more often, too. I like the food.
1: I love the people.
12: You are the friendliest, most awesome people uh, anywhere in the world. Thank you. We
1: appreciate that. Oh, yeah, endlessly
15: cheerful. I like the beaches, too.
1: Is there anything that you haven't seen of Australia that you want to see?
15: I've never seen that middle part that I always hear about. <laughs>
16: oh, yeah,
12: back.
1: there's
16: a middle. In oh, the yeah.
12: north. In the north. We haven't seen the middle or the north.
15: Oh, I went to, uh, I went to Port Douglas. That's pretty far north, but it's, it's not in the middle point. north. The yeah, I'm, I, that was vacation. Do we want to go there to the outback?
1: You know what? I haven't been there myself. None of you
15: have been there. (laughs) I went to Tasmania just a couple days ago. That was fun.
1: I'm actually from the West Coast. I'm from Perth.
15: Oh, yeah. We've been there.
1: I know you guys have because I've seen you guys play there a few times. But you haven't been back for a while. You haven't been to Perth for a while. It's not not fair. Well, we'd love to see you on the West Coast. I know heaps of people who would love to come and skank along at a gig with you guys. Right.
12: Maybe we'll be back soon.
1: So obviously you're here for Good Things Festival, and you play a lot of festivals around the world. What is it about festivals that you like or you don't like?
16: Uh, we get to s- play with a lot of bands that we wouldn't normally get to go on tour with. That's pretty cool.
15: Yeah, I like watching the other bands. Also, it's a great opportunity to put us in front of people that wouldn't normally get to see us.
12: Yeah. You, you, you took it right out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
15: yeah, I'll take something else right out of your mouth. hi
1: are doing an
15: interview right now. Oh, right.
1: Is there any bands you're interested in seeing today at Good Things?
15: Yeah, and we already were missing them. Matt was really oh. excited to see Poppy, and she played right before us, so that was convenient. Yeah, we got to see Poppy. I love Poppy. That was awesome. Uh, missed the Bennies. We love the Bennies. We've toured with the Bennies before. Simple Plan. Oh, we'll probably get to see Simple Plan. I would love to see the Veronicas. I, I, uh, They're uh, playing right now. Yeah, you right now. You Might be now. able to catch them if you leave right now. <laughs> I know. Sorry. I I
12: leave this interview <laughs> and.
15: My I just got, I just said hi to them. I, I worked on a record with them in 2007. I engineered and played keyboards on Hook Me Up. Oh wow! And so it was good to see them again. It's been a long time. They used to live right down the street from me in LA. And uh, it's good to see old friends.
1: The band has played and like recorded with lots of different other bands in the past. You've like played instruments on other different bands' records. What's the one that stands out for you?
15: Oh, I can. Um, uh, an, I, I played on an Australian band's record. Besides the Veronica's working with them, I also played all the horns on Silverchair's last record on Young Modern. I love. So that it. was a pretty awesome thing for me. I always loved Silverchair, and getting to work with them was pretty special.
16: You guys just played on Iceland Kills. Is that you? Oh, not was on that the less than Jake? Just, they, Same they, thing. They, no, yeah. Same difference.
12: We did a song for Gavin DeGraw. That was a lot of fun. Oh, We're, yeah, Gavin DeGraw. We recorded it in speedin'. Speedin'!
15: Yeah, of all places.
12: On a day off. And, uh, no, it uh, wasn't a day off.
15: And we just uh, we just finished up some reggae tracks for a guy named Nathan Harrington and a band that's been touring, us, that just toured Australia called Tunnel Vision. Um...
16: The list goes on, right?
15: Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Put
1: it that it's way. very impressive. The list is like very, very, very impressive. So Life Sucks, Let's Dance came out last year. It seems a little bit more hopeful than the previous album, which was quite angry.
16: <laughs> well, you know, you go through different phases in your life, get in different moods.
1: So was that intentional to put a bit of hope in there? Uh,
16: not really. I guess that's just how I was feeling. Fair enough.
1: <laughs> um, a lot of fans are saying they would like to um, have I'd Rather Get It Wrong play at their wedding. How does that feel? Oh, nice. Oh.
16: I thought that would make a good a good wedding song.
12: Right, 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 <laughs> right. Aaron got married two years ago, um, right before we did that record. Before or after? I can't remember. Right
16: before. Before. I wasn't allowed to
15: make a record and get married in oh, the same right. year. Right, 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 Too right. stressful. <laughs> also, it's Aaron's wedding anniversary today. It's today. a two-year anniversary right now.
13: Yep
1: congratulations thank you. happy anniversary thank you. are you doing something fun later on with wife
15: uh, yes flying to
16: Sydney <laughs> <laughs> I uh, <to> fun
1: <laughs> well
15: at the yeah. end of this trip we're going to Hawaii yeah
1: you're yeah, doing
16: the tour ends in Hawaii so we're taking a little vacation there
1: oh that would be lovely um, I've been given the wrap-up symbol so um, thank you so much for chatting
17: thank you
3: The dance floor, it's not gonna be alright. Let's all get on the dance floor, cause the world's gonna end tonight. They say things are worse than they've ever been. It looks like the bad guys are gonna win, and nobody here is getting out alive. So I don't wanna, wanna do tonight. Life sucks, so let's dance. Life sucks, so let's dance. Yeah, baby, if we have some fun, we won't feel so bad. Life sucks, so let's dance Life sucks, so let's dance Yeah, baby, if we have some fun We won't feel so bad a list of all the people that hate me. What did I do so wrong? How come all of my friends are gone, gone, gone? And why can't we all just get along? We're all different notes, but we're in the same song. Life sucks, so let's dance. Life sucks, so let's dance. Yeah, baby, if we have some fun, we won't feel so bad. On the dance floor, it's all gonna be alright. Let's all get on the dance floor. Cause we're not giving up the fight. They say things are worse than they've ever been. It looks like the bad guys are gonna win. And nobody here is getting out alive. So let's have some fun before we die. Let's have some fun before we die. Life sucks. So let's dance. Life sucks. So let's dance. Yeah, baby. If we have some fun, we will so bad. Life sucks, so let's dance. Life sucks, so let's dance. Yeah, fun, maybe if we have some fun. Maybe if we have some fun. Maybe if we have some fun, we won't feel so bad. Maybe if we have some fun, we won't feel so bad.
7: Hey, this is
18: Michael and this is Henry and we're from Violent Soho and you're listening to Wall of Sound up against the wall.
7: I buy more time. The sun has never been so cheap with no more strife.
0: Down backstage at Good Things Festival 2019 with this band who have finally emerged from their cocoon to play shows again. Violent Soho, welcome to the show. Awesome,
19: good to have us.
0: It is bloody good to have you guys here again. Uh, it's been quite a bit of time since you guys have been playing some shows. Good Things Festival, obviously being the shows for the end of 2019, before heading into what I'm expecting is going to be a big 2020 for you guys.
19: Yeah, definitely. We've got heaps of stuff planned. It's going to be a big year for us next year. Looking forward to it, but Good Things is going to be unreal as well. Stoked to be playing again. It's been a while. It's been a minute, that's for sure.
0: So, from what we've seen so far, you've got the two singles that have come out. Uh, Is this sort of an indication of what we're going to expect with this follow-up to Waco? Um,
18: Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, the first two songs that people would have heard by now... Um, are going to feature on the album for yeah. sure. So hopefully that set the tone for, I guess, what the uh, approach is to this record. Um, I guess it's what you would expect, like a bit of a mix of different sort of dynamics in songs, some softer, some more medium singles and some big heavy bangers as well. Yeah. But it's all pretty chill as well. Like, we're very comfortable with um, you know what we're looking for sonically. I think yeah. we really found like, a sweet spot on this record. so a unique style that you've been working towards, essentially? Yeah, I suppose so. Like, everything sounds exactly like what we'll... We're really happy with this record. Everything sounds exactly like what we're aiming at. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's really fun, like, um, just to be comfortable within, like, what you're doing, you know, like, it's kind of like... I know we feel like we can't go wrong with it, like, so...
0: Well, you've been on a winner since uh, obviously the re- release of uh, "Covered in Chrome." From there, like that, just completely put you guys and solidified your your band. Because for a while there, like you know, flashing back to those years, there was a period there where at, at one point you thought that you were going to put the ta- throw the towel in for violence. So, was that right? Like back in the day?
19: Oh, I don't know if we were ever going to throw the towel in. It was just more that we, our personal lives were getting pretty crazy, and we'd yeah. done a lot of touring for a lot of long time, and there's a lot of stuff happening behind the scenes, yeah, and it was yeah, just yeah. time for us to settle down and not settle down but you know chill out for a minute and, yeah. and, and let the dust settle for a you know, second so we could see exactly where we where we landed but um but it all just came back together so easily you know We've, we're all still mates and we're all looking after each other and that, yeah. I guess that was a part of having a break you know was making sure that we're all all, all right and yeah, 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 everything's still good.
0: And you need to have that sort of, you know, connection within the band to make things work because if one person's not feeling it, it's not exactly a situation where, like, you could go on, like, a massive world tour and leave one of the the tribe members behind. You can't do that, essentially. So you need to make sure everyone's happy with everything in life, both happy in, you know, personal lives and what's happening in the band, that kind of thing, to keep you guys as a solid four-piece unit.
19: Yeah, that's right. I mean, we've grown up together. We've spent so much time together and it's so important for us that, um, you know, we're still friends and that that core part of the band is solid uh, as it could be and i think on this record it 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 really shows through you know like it's a really true representation of where we're at and and we couldn't really be more stoked yeah i think
18: like the ambition is just for everyone to be happy so you don't really put a time frame around that so i guess like uh in the press it might be fun to like talk and guess about you know like uh or maybe they're going to break up I think there was a trend at the time when we took a break, as well as a few bands maybe looking at breaking up that were yeah. sort of bigger, and they're like, yeah, John well, Farno, Soho John as well, <laughs> John Farnham was probably doing his farewell, farewell. Johnny, tour. yeah, Johnny had his final tour ever, RIP. But yeah, no, I, I mean, yeah, we don't really like chase the the fucking white rabbit of nothing, like yeah. into the fantasy of what music is by just constantly pushing and pushing. You know, we've done that for years and years and years to become, to like develop the platform that we have. So. Uh, we 're in a really privileged position where we can focus on being comfortable and being happy yeah. and we want that to come out with the music so that definitely yeah. correlates with the record
0: and that 's what we 're seeing like at the live shows on the albums everything you guys are putting out it seems you 're in a really good space like both mentally and like with the band as well too the fans are just lapping up everything you 're doing we can 't wait to see you know what 's coming next and all that before we talk more about music I wanted to talk more about the fact that you guys are slowly or fastly becoming pioneers for Brisbane um, you know i 'm a Brisbane local myself and it seems to be like when you think of people who are flying the flag for our city you've got Bernard Fanning you've got Violent Soho and you've got the Veronicas you guys are in that top tier kind of position do you feel like you've got a bit of a weight to represent Brisbane wherever you go and, and when you talk about it that kind of thing
19: man we always represent Brisbane Good, we man. hold that shit down
0: <laughs> Luke you're drinking a Milton Mango right here in front of us and we're in Victoria doing this interview
18: exactly point proven yeah, it, it took a while to catch on <laughs> <laughs> okay, they, they got them here now too as well uh, yeah definitely I mean when it comes to Brisbane I think that's like a really interesting part of the music and the, just the arts and creative culture scene in Brisbane in general is this sort of um how would you put it like it's not a competition over there and I yeah, think like yeah, that's I think that's come from like opportunities being few and far between like for a long time for for artists in Brisbane and now that a lot of a lot more artists are being given opportunities i think what we've tried to instill especially within like the younger bands that we sort of work with and yeah i definitely we look at a band like powderfinger uh definitely as an example of this as well
5: yeah.
18: is to just um not take it too seriously or be rock stars like there's no such like we don't have like a rock star mentality in brisbane we have like a just hanging out with the mates mentality yeah, yeah and there's no <laughs> there's
19: no competition you like you know we're not trying to uh, outdo another band or anything and be like that. The best one in Brisbane. Yeah, yeah we're, kind of thing. we're just as stoked uh, when another band has success
0: as when yeah, when yeah, our yeah. band has success. You know. Yeah, like.
18: and that resonates through the whole scene. Like yeah, for sure. There, like people are so supportive. It's brilliant.
0: There's a weird thing I've noticed about Brisbane. Like Brisbane bands are really supportive. Like you know, you go to Crowbar, for example, and go see a local upcoming band. One of you boys will be there, and it's this real surreal thing of like being included. Like I, you know, when you catch you guys in the street or whatever, you don't see it as like oh my god. Soho just walked past me, like, oh yeah, there's Violent Soho, they're getting out and about and, you know, seeing what we're doing, getting involved with the scene, I think it's a beautiful thing that you guys are doing, and like, it proves that you're human, you're just like the rest of us, it's just that you have this platform where you can jump on stage and sing these fucking absolutely ridiculously great songs and, you know, people come along to that and spread the word.
19: Yeah, yeah, I mean... The Brisbane scene's great, you know, and that's that's exactly right. We we'll go to the pub. You don't even need to check if anyone's going to be out because more times than not, like you'll yeah, yeah. you'll see out the crew from Wax there, or yeah, you know exactly, Jun- yeah. Junies will be yeah. out, or you know whoever's in town will be there. You know, so it, it's a great great culture of supporting other
0: artists. Well, this is going to be a bit of a left-field one for those who are actually in Brisbane and know what we're talking about. The Mansfield Tavern, which is a a place where you guys have obviously played so many shows, grown up with it. It's going through a renovation and it's essentially not going to become like a live music venue. How how does that feel to have something from your childhood or your upbringing ripped from you like that and turned into something else?
19: They haven't taken it yet. The fight's not over yet. Yeah, we were
0: talking
18: to the owner. um, We just actually... They named the menu there at the pub, at the Mancy Tavern, after it's like a violent Soho themed menu. Yeah. Yeah. So they so like invited us in, to come around. Yeah, yeah. They, and they invited us to come around for a lunch, and we were talking to the owner, and he's like, Yeah, I don't know anything about that, like, about it disappearing oh, i really? think like
19: oh. i think that's town planners it's trying to push that like, developers their, yeah. might
18: have friends in the media and try and push the concept in the in the papers oh. when it to hasn't make actually the been really settled on yeah, that's yeah. as far as i know i mean like the, if, there's still space there to have a concert venue even if they do uh gentrify the yeah, space and we're, and we're still like, looking so to try and do another show there yeah hopefully yeah, hopefully yeah. the venue stays there but it wouldn't be unusual for brisbane i think that's one of the things that's a bit uh of a downer about uh, our city is we do seem to have a tendency to knock down um, national like historical, sort of treasures, historical and places treasures, like that, Yeah, it's famously like Cloudland in the in the early '80s, and um, uh, uh, like Festival, Festival Hall. Yeah, you know, right, like yeah. that would never happen in Melbourne for not sure. Not, so yeah. there's petitions. Not like every that. yeah. So you know, it's not a competition. Yeah. Brisbane and Melbourne, they're nice. They got they got <laughs> both have pluses.
0: <laughs> All right, so there's plenty happening in Brisbane and around the country with you guys next year. What's something, you know, the the album's on the way as well too, new music. It's going to be a big year for you boys. What what are we looking at? Like, can we foresee a few tours and that kind of thing coming up? Are you going to be in our lives again more so than what you have been over this past year?
19: Yeah, we plan to make sure everyone gets a bit sick of us again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to get busy next year. There's going to be lots of shows, so it's it's going to be a good big
0: year yeah perfect yeah alright well this is the start of it all Violent hope it's been an absolute fucking pleasure thank you so much thanks you for having us so much for having us yeah
7: Will I drive out in the night never come back in a mighty fright. stay out longer while I can picking fossils in the sand I admire all the games another asshole lights the flame rusted lines in the sun Noise control, I've sunk in I We smile the greatest, reddened smile. No one to complain. Redden and chrome and gore, it's all the same.
12: Hey, this is Spencer from Ice Nine Kills, and you're listening to Wall of Sound Up Against the Wall.
0: I'm backstage at Good Things 2019 with the band I've waited way too long to make their way to Australia. Spencer from Ice Nine Kills, thank you first of all for coming to Australia. Second of all for taking the time out to talk to this loser right here.
12: Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. We love Walla Sound.
0: Well, we love Ice Nine Kills so much so that I can't believe you're going home. Can you just move here already? It's time for you guys to call yourselves honorary Australians.
12: I'm I'm in talks with Chris Lilly to move into his garage.
0: <laughs> Here's the thing, like when I've spoken to you, you, you've got a lot of pop culture references for Australia and bands, like you absolutely froth off the Daniel Johns and Silverchair. Yes. Unfortunately, they're not around anymore. Like, how do you find out about your Australians and things like that? Is it stuff you've grown up with?
12: Yeah, for me, Silverchair was just loving the MTV culture when I was a little kid and loving that whole Seattle sound of Pearl Jam and Nirvana and Soundgarden and Alice in Chains and Silverchair was, like, the next wave. Yeah, that's right. And, uh always uh, admired how young they were uh, and how good they were for, for being that young. I, I
0: couldn't believe it. They made a big internationally over in the States when they were like, what, 17, 16? 15. Yeah, something like that. That's right, yeah. And then they grew up and then unfortunately they've called it quits. So like, you know, you guys, let's put you guys in that same kind of category for the a opposite. second. You, you've been around for so long, right? But this is your first time getting to Australia. Obviously, we've touched on this before. You, you needed to gauge an audience down here. You needed someone to bring you down. Luckily, Good Things Festival jumped on board and finally saw this in you because these shows that you played here were fucking phenomenal thank you i was lucky to catch the very first show and this is going to go down in history the first ice nine killer show in melbourne the theatrics the stage performance the props everything about this show is fucking insane how do you come up with what goes out where on stage and for what song I think it's just sort of a
12: natural progression from the music and a lot of planning uh, on our part during the pre-production of the tour, sorting props. Uh, We have got a great team in place. We've got a great actress and makeup artist named Chevy.
0: So is she part of, because I was wondering if she was just, you know, someone who hung out with the band and, and that kind of thing. But she's actually part of the one who dresses up on stage in all the costumes and personas for each song. Yes. That Shelly?
12: Chevy? Chevy. Chevy. Like the sorry, car. Yeah, yep. except with an A S H. Yep. And uh yeah, she told me the other day I was stabbing her a little too hard. <laughs> and I felt bad cuz I saw the the knife wounds, but I mean I'm a sharp guy, so... You,
0: look, it, it's all part of the act, right? If it looks believable, then it must be real. I mean, like, the the performance you've got for your numbers <laughs> up when you're on stage and you're reenacting that opening scene from screen one, it's almost down to exactly what happens. Like, the way that's planned and the way that is rehearsed, holy shit, I felt like I was watching a live performance of that opening scene with Drew Barrymore. It's great.
12: Thank you so much. That was... Uh Exactly what I was hoping for.
0: Perfect. Well, look, you've made your mark on Australia. It's a bloody, like, deep cut inside of Australia for us here. So, so great. Uh, the Silver Scream has obviously been out for over a year. We've got the deluxe edition with the extra songs and the acoustic ones. What the fuck comes next? How do you how do you go on from this?
12: It's going to take a lot of planning. We've still got a lot of touring to do on this album. We're going overseas with Hollywood Undead and Papa Roach. Yeah, so that. Congrats. Well yeah, done. Yes, thank you. And then uh, going... Back to America with Papa Roach and uh, Five Finger Death Death Punch. punch, Yep, which will be massive.
0: So, is your plan of attack right now to just like perform for as many people as possible, as many different types of genres or music fans? Like, because when you take a look at you know the the festival that you got here and the people you're performing with, and then you look at a tour like Five Finger Death Punch, it's going to be a vast array of different musical fans who are going to these shows.
12: Yeah, I think the idea you know at this stage of the band is to uh expose people who may have not heard anything like us to Iceland kills yeah. and uh we're fortunate enough to uh be in that position now after you know 20 years of trying to get <laughs> trying to get there and uh yeah i just you know i'm just enjoying enjoying myself
0: Well, look, we're enjoying watching what you're doing, so it is bloody phenomenal. I'm glad that Ice Nine Kills finally got to Australia. I'm glad you pulled the crowds you did because now people have seen and heard what you boys can do, and now we can't wait to see what's next. So, Spencer, Ice Nine Kills, thank you for coming to Australia, thank you for the chat, and thank you for everything you've done for heavy music.
12: Thank you so much, I really appreciate that.
3: So where's your sand, your now As you said, up, angels fall from the sky His idol
13: hands let me inside I cannot be crucified
17: Hey, what's up? This is Alex from Simple Creatures, and you're listening to Wall, wall of Sound. Sound up against the wall.
3: I hear your voice in flashbacks. You act like a.
0: Our backstage of Good Things 2019. Simple creatures are here, everyone. Yes. That's yes. us. Normally where we have a rental crowd, but you know, we have to do it ourselves. Budget cuts. Sorry. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Lads, it's uh must be a, a big achievement to, you know, be in the music industry for so long like you guys have been and uh, in a relatively new band talk to someone who's been in the industry for a decade like myself are you thrilled to be here to have this opportunity to talk to this guy right here
17: very much yes absolutely very honoured
0: well that's a good start I thought I'd leave with an insult and obviously it might have fallen flat but let's go (laughs) back to talking about you guys Simple Creatures is unlike anything you guys have done in the past it's fun it's upbeat but it's also something that can cater to a whole bunch of different audiences young and old was that the intention with creating this new entity
20: I don't know that we necessarily thought about what kind of audience we wanted to cater to we just knew that we wanted to do something really different from our usual brand of music uh, for each of us respectively
17: yes the whole idea was everything opposite just
0: like the EP. That's yep. where it Perfect. came
17: from. The, the thought that we were going to do stuff that makes us feel uncomfortable from what we would normally do.
0: Now, Mark, you've obviously been in big, highly international band. Simple Creatures is the third one. Do you still get a daunting experience when you debut a new band in front yes. of a new audience? Like, a, yeah, you Very do. Very much yeah? so. Yeah,
17: it's different always. Every every time you go out on stage with a different band, uh, it feels a little foreign. Yeah. You know, I'm always, I will always be Mark from Blink One Eighty Two forever, and so when I step out of that and do something else, it's always uh, a little nerve wracking, and I like that. I find that the things that I like the best are when I, I feel uncomfortable in the beginning.
0: Well, you look at what's happened so far. I mean, like you're on stage with Simple Creatures at Melbourne. So many people rocked up from all vast different ages, which yeah. was incredible to see. Which means like people who you've resonated with 20 years ago are still coming to watch, but also people who are just discovering you through Simple Creatures.
17: I hope so. Are coming?
0: Yeah, it's great.
17: I, I, that that'd be the biggest compliment. Totally, for that's sure. been
20: the hope. I think the coolest thing out of all of this is is people that come and see the show and then walk away and say that was a really pleasant surprise. Yeah. And I, I like I didn't know I wanted to see that or I didn't know I needed that yeah. and that's a very cool compliment to get at this stage like having done a band for 15 years and done it yeah. a certain way it's it's cool to start something new and have people react that way
0: well it's refreshing I mean watching you guys on stage the banter is so hilarious it is like a dad and son touring the world giving each other shit I'm it is so fucking great I am the dad you are a daddy yeah, you yeah. he is, he is
20: are. daddy let it, let it be known Marcus baby
0: <laughs> now what I wanted to talk about uh, on a fanboy kind of level is obviously yeah. Alex you first started out playing Blink 102 songs back in the day yeah. You're now in a band with one of those members. For you, what's it like to live out that dream?
20: Oh, it's amazing, man. It's so cool. Like, I, you know, I think if, if I could pull 13-year-old me aside and be like, hey, but you yeah. know, one day down the line, you might actually get a shot at making music with that guy. That would be very cool because I was just in my bedroom learning how to play guitar, playing NoFX yeah. and Blink and Green Day and, and stuff like that, the music I grew up on. So, it's yeah, it's surreal, but, you know, it's, it's awesome to have... Kind of gotten to know Mark and yeah, yeah, and then be at that level where we can make stuff together now. you
0: are your BFFs and you can cuddle at night. That kind of situation. Yeah, but sometimes. Yes, of course. (laughs) It's nice to it's nice to have someone that you can go to when you're all the way around the world like this. Perfect, and that's what you need, especially with this new entity. Now, what's the future for Simple Creatures? Because obviously, you've got two massively international bands and well respected. Is this something you're only going to be doing in your spare time? That kind of situation, or I don't know about. Only in the spare time, I
20: mean it's obviously we still have our day jobs, Um, we still are fully in our other bands, so it's kind of juggling it, it's trying to make it work when it makes sense, but you know, we we designed this thing to be easily maneuvered and kind of agile and and be able to work when we can make it work, so that
0: was the whole point of this project. Perfect. And it's all going well so far. I mean, it's only been, what, just under a year now, is yeah. it? Yeah.
17: Yeah, we started just over a year ago.
0: And the response you've got so far obviously means like you're doing something right. You're resonating with people enough that Thank they want to come in, they want to buy the EPs, check them out, stream them, whatever, come to these shows and line up over here watching this interview, that kind of situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Now, it wouldn't be a situation of me uh, doing an interview with you guys if I didn't bring this up. Mark, like Alex himself, I'm a massive fanboy, have been for years. It's just, just something that's ingrained in my life. Over the years, is what's the most weirdest kind of fanboy thing that you've ever experienced with someone coming up to you saying, "Look what I've done"?
17: I met a family about a month ago at Disneyland who literally named their son Mark yeah. and their daughter Sky. Oh! Was my wife. Wow. Name. Okay. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's the next level thing right there. Yeah. Uh, are you worried about them stealing no, their identity? Were, no, they or? were very kind. They were very nice. Couldn't have been nicer. The reason I ask that is because I have your face tattooed on my legs. Oh, you do? Oh my God. <laughs> and That's I, great. I've wanted to show you for so long and I have this That's opportunity fantastic. to do it. So, like, you know, fan art wise, a guy named Kristen is an absolute legend. That's great. The funny story behind this is, like, give me $100 for it. And I go, I can't do that because it's such a long piece. And it's six hours to do. So, gave him $182. We hugged and now we're best mates.
17: That's great. I'm very honored to be on your leg. Thank you.
0: Tattoos are
20: how uh, we first got connected. Because you've got one, I, don't you? Yeah. I don't, but Ryan, our drummer, has had, a, had the blink bunny blink and, bunny, and yeah, yeah, I think yeah. you tweeted he still at does him. Yeah. he still does he He's hasn't gotten to remove there. it he keeps talking about wanting to get it taken <laughs> off but
0: all right, now before we wrap things up, um, I've got to ask a big question. Mark, plus forty four was such an iconic band that you were in as well. Was it? Yeah, it was. A great. It's one of those bands that released okay. one great album, right? Thank you. And it still stood the test of time after all this time. Would we ever see a situation of a reunion with all these bands getting back together? Mike, Cam, Rage. Would plus forty four ever play a show again?
17: Uh, maybe. I would never say never, but I haven't talked with Craig or Shane in years, and yeah. uh, and I think that they have moved on in their lives, and yeah. and we're in a different place. But I, that album holds such a special place in my life and in my memory and the lyrics and that the making of that album was a huge moment uh, of me working through the death of Blink 182 at the yeah. time and, and that holds a really special place in my heart so I would love to play it again at some point
0: All right, well you've got a bunch of boys in all-time low who I guess could jump in if you need be so simple creatures we're keen to see what you guys do next mark and Alex it's been a fucking pleasure thank, thank you, you, so man. Much. Appreciate thank it. you. Throw another
3: penny in the fountain Leave my dead body on the side of a mountain you bathe
20: in the light of a trash fire I see the stars in the eyes of a vampire I'm too sweet to be salty about it I'm too sad to be happy without it I'm just
3: here for your entertainment I spit my teeth out on the pavement ooh, ooh, ooh. am I good enough for you? I hate it. No, you're never satisfied. Now you wanna run and hide. Can't you look me in the eyes and say. Thanks. I hate it. Shut up and take the stage This outrage is all the rage I don't owe you anything But I give you everything Watch you pile it up and sing Thanks, I hate it No, you're never satisfied Now you wanna run and hide Can't you look me in the eyes and say Thanks, I hate it Penny in the fountain Leave my dead body on the side of a mountain You'll bathe in the light of a trash can I see the stars in the eyes of a vampire I don't owe you anything But I give you everything Watch you pile it up and sing Hey, excited! No, you're never satisfied Now you wanna run and hide Can't you look me in the eyes and say?
21: Hey, what's up? This is Winston from Parkway Drive, and you're listening to Wall of Sound Up Against the Wall.
0: Sound backstage at Good Things 2019 with motherfucking Winston McCall from Parkway Drive.
21: You a motherfucker, You do. You, that's the official title <laughs> your you have official now. Official title. That's great. Like a knighthood
0: in Australia. That's exactly it. It's the only thing that happens once you headline a touring yeah, festival that's big there we go. like this. So. Congratulations, Parkway Drive has scored the ultimate achievement, and I've been reading interviews all over the place saying like why it's taken so long for this to happen. Like literally, what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with people in Australia to not give you guys this opportunity, especially with the show that you're producing?
21: The beers, yeah. bra? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I know. I've I've known we're capable of it for uh, for a while. So, yeah. and you know what? To, to be honest, there's been like a bit of a a void for the last few years in this festival-wise yep. for this type of sound. So, and before that. I don't know I'm not not looking into the past Well, no that's good yeah forget what happened there it's
0: like without going and focusing on the negatives there is still that issue of this tall poppy syndrome but I think from what we've seen from the shows that you're producing the reverence tour these headline shows like you're more than capable to put on this show and offer us a fucking show that's worth paying money to so well done
21: yeah cheers I've been been really happy with it and it's not I think it's not even so much like a, a tall poppy thing I just think culturally Australia has a tendency especially when it comes to entertainment or yeah any kind of art to do with entertainment of yeah. of seeing looking to america as the shining light yeah, and like the it. a standard yeah, of things yeah. like you see it in film you see it in tv you see it and everything and music's no exception
0: would you dare say so, it's yeah. like the logies how they always get an international star to come well, over it. or the the, the are like yeah that's that. it yeah, that's yeah. It. like so, why
21: it's always a uh, it's always been the case like yeah. it was always like yeah you can play this festival but you you're playing under these bands who sell 150 tickets when they come over i'm like yeah I'm not gonna do like we're not gonna play that game (laughs) because it sends it sends a bad message to every other band that's coming through yeah and just for the Australian scene in general because what we're constantly just gonna say we're not as good as someone else exactly yeah yeah Yeah. considering like we've always made a point of trying to lead the way everywhere
0: yeah
21: um and especially when you're trying to break out
0: overseas like because they want to look at what they want to look at what you're doing in australia but if you're not you know playing these festivals in the headline slot then they'll look at and go oh well if they can't do it over there why should they do over here but then you look at what you guys have done in the uk which is just setting the bar and the example of like what australians can do
21: yeah that's it exactly we've just we've always done it that way of just be like you give us the slot and we'll smash it and if you don't give us the right slot will make a lot of people look silly.
0: Yeah, good. Well, this is this is the thing I fucking love about Parkway Drive because like from the the minute you started to where you are now, you've done it all without mainstream success, without yeah. mainstream support. Yeah. And I think that's a testament to what you guys are doing, the yeah, the, the craft that you're putting out there and the no fucks given attitude of like we don't need your fucking help, we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> that's what makes Parkway great and that's why so many bands look up to you guys as inspiration.
21: Yeah, cheers. It's been it's been an interesting one. Like that's yeah. the thing. It's been um one of those things where there's there's constantly people give you the roadmap, map but it's the roadmap to their destination that's right where they're yeah. also going to take something from you and we've always known that and seen that and we've had plenty of people like been sold that map before yeah. who are friends of ours who you, you see where that leads and the whole time we've been going well I think we kind of know, like we have faith in ourselves to be able to do this and the passion to put behind it and everything about it has always worked. So why not? And every time there's kind of just been us not getting where we think we should go, we'd be like, okay, fine. Like I'm not going to kiss ass to get somewhere. I'm just going to do what we do and put more effort into doing things our way and hope that it grows in that way. And it honestly just has been because... What we've done has grown organically, yep, and it's right, got to the yep. point where the amount of people that continue coming, you just can't deny it. Yep, and it exactly, and it yeah. and it turned a corner where people are like, well. That many people are going to come to it, we're going to we'll swing in behind as well because yeah, this band's legit. Like it's not it's not like something which we're going to have to fake.
0: Exactly. I mean, yeah. you look at the success you've got. I hate bringing up the ARIA's, but it's all we have that celebrates Australian <laughs> music. I mean, yeah. two ARIAs under your belt right now. What was it? Six two seconds? Or whatever. It, it, f- fucking <laughs> horrendous. Like I will say here to this day that until the ARIAs support all Australian music, they're not supporting all Australian music, and that's my own personal. Yeah, it's opinion. an interesting one, isn't it? Like, yeah. well, but, let's not get you in trouble because you know you need number three with the next album that no, comes. We don't need anything.
21: That's that's the thing. Like we don't we don't want for anything or aim to. We don't compromise in anything we do. And I'm I'm more than happy to. Like at the end of the day, it's an it's an award ceremony, and I yeah. I appreciate the fact that that's that's even on. And I I appreciate the fact that people do c- celebrate Australian music. My yeah. dream would be in that regard would be when like best album in Australia comes around that something that sounds like we sound is now considered on equal platform Correct, to pop. Yeah that you don't have even have to have a Hard rock and metal category. It's just exactly. like this, this Australian logo. band put out a great album, and yeah. so did this country band, and so did this folk band, and so did this pop band. And that's it's it's I've always found that funny with every award ceremony. Is like yeah. there's music, but then there's lesser music,
0: yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, it's not up to that same level, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is, yeah. It's, it's weird, so it's shit. But look, look, it's that whole situation of do we remain underground or do we keep fighting the go? No, we want recognition, give us what we deserve, yeah,
21: that's it. So, like, the thing is, I don't really mind about kicking up a stink when there's 20,000
3: humans in today. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's, yeah, that's evidence that's right there. That's always been
21: the thing. Like, people will have their say and will support in whatever they, way they want. And um, I, w- I didn't start doing this to be
0: given an award. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So that's fine, yeah. Well, that's weird because that brings me to my next question. Um, so the Byron Bay Council, we know that it doesn't have a good relationship with Parkway Drive because of the fact it's the most stolen uh, pretty, street sign. Pretty,
21: you know what? They're actually pretty decent. They're good the now? State. Yeah, yeah. So
0: how long until we see a Parkway Drive statue erected oh, somewhere?
21: That, that wouldn't get defaced <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez.
0: laughs> It's an unfortunate thing Because it's like You know It'd be a cool you know thing what? To go and visit
21: Before a Parkway Strive statue Ever goes in Byron I would love to be able To put that money To fill every pothole In our yep, town fucking, There you go There you go
0: So yeah. w- you know In your off time For Parkway Drive Run for the mayor Of Byron Bay Yeah there we go
21: Yeah there we go <laughs>
0: Alright, right, uh, Winston, Parkway is an influential band. Always has been, always will be to a lot of people, but more so recently to myself four years ago, I had a beautiful baby boy, and we were looking for... A unique name, something that represented myself and my what partner at the time, and something that represents what we think he looks like when he came out. So, Winston Parker is my son. Get out. He's four years old now. The it's um, four years old. He, he's four years old. He, um, unfortunately, not unfortunately, like we didn't realize until after we'd named him Winston Parker, Winston after yourself, Parker after Spider Man, that it's Winston. Parker, like parkway so we have <laughs> a parkway drive baby <laughs> unintentionally so I never
21: got that until you said it with the Parker. only got that's brought right. up
0: the other day so Thank like you. I just want to say that I, I'm, 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 I'm humbled I, I don't want to shove it in your face and be like you know how cool is that that kind of thing but I just want you to know like everything that you've done in it's life wild, who man. you stand for what you do musically like you're one of the best people in this country and like that's evidence enough that like you've got this little rap bag with long blonde beach hair who's going to grow up listening to music going that's up who I'm named after. Yeah, exactly. If he's an asshole and gets in the rap, then, you know, so be it. Nah, but I tried. Fine. Man,
21: <laughs> thank you. That's a big, that's, a, that's, I don't really know what to say when someone says that. I know, so I it's one of those
0: is. things. Like, I never thought I'd get the opportunity to tell you about him, so here we are now. Cheers.
21: I appreciate it. Look, I appreciate mate, it.
0: Keep doing what you're doing. We're loving everything you're doing. And it's great to see Australia respecting Parkway Drive and everything you guys have Hey,
21: they always have, and we've never doubted it. It's yeah. just nice to be able to, like, to fulfill, to be able to get up there and go, look, you guys have done this yeah, you've supported yeah, this yeah, band yeah. it's here realise you don't have to like you don't have to see this as lesser than or you don't have to shrink away from it you yeah, can just yeah. go I like this band and they're ours Perfect, and yeah. that's what I've felt every night on the stage so far like that it's yeah. been an intense vibe yeah. so not yeah. to wrap
0: up with a cliche but Viva the fucking underdog exactly, Mate, that's man. why exactly. we're here now yeah. doing this Winston Cheers. McCall from Parkway Drive it's been an absolute fucking pleasure thank you so much thank you